right, let's do the intro and then we can talk about your weird week. Uh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. <laughs> Esther, we are recording this podcast episode like one entire week late because yes, of a series are. of events. <laughs> First, it was me. First, I yes. forgot that I had to take my dog to get her stitches out. Yes. And then your life just like continued to have weird freak things every single day for a solid week. Up upheavals. Like upheavals. none other. It's like yes. not as extreme as suddenly finding yourself single. No. Which you've already had which to I've experience already done this, year. this year. But you have a new nephew. Nephew. Yes. A grandparent died and no one told you until today? Yes. Or I did not realize it because of the influx of nephew news that the yeah. grandparent had died. Yeah. Yes. Your dog had to have an emergency surgery? Uh-huh. I had to call. I call, like, as a millennial, the true millennial I am, I hate calling people, especially when it's in a second language. Oh, yeah. Trying to find a vet because oh, your dog is dying. Again. Right. Uh, which she did not. She did She's not. okay. Thankfully. You also had to interact with your ex for yes. the first time in a while. Yes. Multiple and times. Multiple times related to dogs and other pets. Yes. Yes. And he, it turns out, is just like a real knob. Is a big jerk. As my Such a big said jerk. today. As Monica yeah. said today. He's a big jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild how yeah. much he is the person who wronged you and yet still is a big old jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is my life. Is, uh, anyway, so me. we just kept be, every single morning last week. I'd set an alarm for four thirty to be prepared for recording. Yes, and then every single day I would text you and be like, I don't know if I like the first day I was like, shit, I can't do it. And right. then every other day it was like, do you are you sure you're prepared? Like, are you sure that you want to do this? We have a lot of stuff to go over. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, if we can postpone, that'd be great. And then eventually we were just like, Esther was like, on Wednesday. Let's just do this next like week. I was like, oh yeah, sure, we got this. And then my dog threw up like. F- 800 times and I was yeah. like hi Holly I think I may have to go to the emergency room and then the next day you were like we can record and I'm like girl you didn't get home until 2 30 last night please don't force yourself into this and I had to go do errands all in a different city to make everything equalize well, that's the other thing is that the vet that you had to go to was an hour away from your house it, it, it ended up being more than an hour because of my little putt putt car I couldn't go more than 90 kilometers an hour <laughs> the downside of our love of tiny hatchbacks is that <laughs> They are just not very strong. <laughs> they aren't. So it ended up being like an hour and a half there. Oh, my God. Thank, the, the vet's office was really, really nice and really sweet. Yeah, it seems like they were cool. Plus, they yeah. let you see your dog's uterus, which is yeah. unusual. <laughs> like, very much for show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor, he's, you know, he, he like, sometimes people will attempt to speak English, uh-huh. but, like, in a way to, like, shortcut things. But he, like, genuinely wanted to communicate with me, which was really nice, too. Yeah, like, that's cool. Kind of helped me from, like, stopping to, like, cry. So yeah, you're feeling <laughs> so, yeah. emotional and yeah. that doesn't always go over the best with medical professionals, including no. animal medical professionals. Yeah. yeah. So no. it just was like a freaking week. It was, it, I would have blamed it on the full moon if there was a full moon. But it, it was well, Yeah, seriously, it was not even close. It's just <laughs> no. like a weird, weird, weird week. So anyway, this is our last episode before we go on hiatus for the yes. winter. <laughs> oh, we're here. I know. And honestly, I kept thinking the whole entire week, this is why our new model of taking hiatuses is mm-hmm. so helpful. 
because shit gets crazy. We know that we have these times where we're like stuff is off the rails. Mm -hmm. And if we know like, okay, we just have to do one more episode and then you can take a couple weeks of not having to think about it. Right. Like it allows us to still be excited about it and not just like, how am I supposed to ever catch up with my life again? Exactly. Exactly. And we can heal and make sure our dogs and animals are also healing properly. I mean, for the last two and a half weeks, I've been sleeping on my bare mattress, not my bare mattress. There's plenty of beautiful bedding on it because I am a Taurus still, but just full blown mattress on my living room floor because of Mac. So it's just like, we just are, we're just having a moment with responsibilities and, and animal stuff. We are, we are surviving and we have survived and we will continue to do so. We will continue to survive. Well, I made a bit, this is like unrelated to dog stuff, but my friend Sarah's husband has COVID. And so when Nathan had COVID a couple weeks ago, I she brought she and um, my friend Mara brought us like a bunch of soups and stuff from Trader Joe's just like sweet little gifts like thinking of you hope you feel better I didn't end up getting COVID which was great Um, but Sarah's husband has COVID and so I did the same thing for her and I got her like flowers and some dog treats and a bunch of soups and some like little candies and stuff and then also they have this like seasonal fondue set (coughs) I'm sorry not a set but it's just like a microwavable container of cheese of like Mm -hmm. the Gruyere, like that sort of thing. And I was like, Oh, that will be a fun activity because you know, when you're sick, you get really bored and that'll be nice. So I got them a baguette and some of that. And then I dropped that off at their house. And when I pulled into my own driveway, like five minutes later, I had this flash of, Holly, you fucking idiot. Sarah is incredibly lactose intolerant. Oh, no. <laughs> she, I texted her to be like, girl, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I keep forgetting you're lactose intolerant. Like, she she's told me a thousand times we've been friends for almost yeah. a decade. Like, I know she's lactose intolerant. My brain was just like, ooh, ooh you want fondue. Fun. You should get fondue for Sarah. Uh, she also- said... She said, yeah, Lucas and I were just talking about how that's so funny that you dropped off like a hunk of cheese <laughs> as a get well gift. <laughs> I mean, but also if this does not prove your neurodivergency, nothing else would, to be honest, because you're so focused on, look at this fun activity you can I do know. while you're sick. I <laughs> know. Not even thinking that, about like, the repercussions. To me. I actually have a doctor's appointment on Wednesday for other stuff. And I think I might bring up the ADHD thing yeah. with her this time because uh, our friend our friend Claire just got officially diagnosed Yay. and I've, I've been resistant to it because I know that medication isn't something that is likely going to be an option for me because right. of other stuff. And I just think that stimulants like won't work for me, but also she posted and I know it's so stupid to like react to a meme this way, but she posted a meme that made me actually cry. Oh. And then I started going through the DSM like definition of like symptoms uh-huh. of ADHD, especially the inattentive variety. Yeah. And I was like, this is stuff that I've been struggling with. So I feel like choked up about it. Just it's okay. Saying it now yeah. it's stuff I've been struggling with for so much of my life. Mm-hmm. And like, this is no knock on Tina because she's right. the best mom in the world. But when we were kids in the early 90s, they <coughs> medicated like every boy for right, ADHD. Right. Like every single little boy was on Ritalin. Mm-hmm. And my mom was really against that. And so now my brother's been diagnosed as an adult. Uh-huh. And I feel like so many of those symptoms relate to me too. But I also feel like both of my parents have a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. Especially my dad, the inattentive stuff is yeah. like his fatal flaw. Like we joke constantly about how he can never find his keys. Right. And it's just like a neurodivergency thing. But anyway. So I'm realizing like 
little Holly uh-huh. just like figured out ways to mask these things mm-hmm. that she was really struggling with. Yeah. And she was just a little kid. Yeah. But she didn't yeah. want it. I, and still like, I never want anyone to be disappointed with me. So I'm mm-hmm. just really, really good at like, like faking it until yeah. I can't. And then it feels overwhelming. Yeah. And I just am realizing like, you know, I'm 35. Uh-huh. And I think this is something that I want to like explore. I shouldn't yeah. feel so emotional about it, but also I'm like, it's it's it opens up things that you struggle with as a child that little Holly yeah, there's like couldn't some explain. Inner child healing that yeah. needs to be worked on. Like yeah. all of my like like I joke about this all the time, but my rooms of shame or like uh-huh. how I still like th- it was so funny when we had our friends visiting for Thanksgiving because they have an almost three year old who is our godson and I'm so obsessed with him. <laughs> He's just the absolute best. But one of the things that I always do as like part of my I don't know. And it like, I just like not being able to complete tasks uh-huh. is that I put a lot of stuff under the bed, which I think is normal. I yeah. guess I used to get in trouble for it a lot as a kid because I would just like have all of my dirty laundry, like shoved as deep, deeply under my bed as I could. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I don't notice those things. There's a lot of stuff being stored under beds, but having an almost three-year-old at your house means mm-hmm. that like he's finding all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. That's shoved under bed. Yep. It's like having a small dog. I was just (laughs) laughing so hard. I was like, God, I like, I've been doing that since I was a literal small child. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I don't like doing that. In fact, like I was thinking about bringing all of this up to my doctor and I was thinking like being in the relationship that I am in, Mm -hmm. it's really helpful for if I do have ADHD, my self-diagnosis of ADHD, because Nathan is really good at, like creating solutions right. to me not being able, like my brain just fully not functioning the way that normal yeah. people's brains work. So like in our, in our room, our bed frame has a very low, like covered oh, yeah. box. It's not a box spring. It's just like a very low covered box. So there isn't space to put anything under the bed. Yeah. And yeah. that was a reaction to having this problem where I would just, <laughs> yeah. like, like stuff would just end up under the bed, like books and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like pads of notepaper that I'd been taking notes on and then I just lose them. Yeah. Yesterday I found my iPad stylus under the bed. Hey. I'm like, why am I, I should just pick it up when I see it. Like, why right. am I not completing these tasks? Right. Right. And then I think of like a lot of sorrow for younger Holly, probably mm-hmm. even until I was like 28, of Holly who just thought she was a failure. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten over that because I came up with this theory that I'm just a B person. Oh, right. Like I just, I just get, I talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. I just am a B person. Like I put in exactly the amount of effort to be a B person, to mm-hmm. get B's in school. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm so emotional about this. It's okay. Especially since we started just talking about dog crisis and now I'm like, <laughs> my ADHD. No, no. But anyway, I, I think it's helpful for like finding tools, but I also think that there might be something really vindicating about an actual diagnosis. Yeah. And Claire really made me feel like that was an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, th- because I was thinking today, like my sister has diagnosed ADHD and is on medication and she was, she's like Esther. I think especially the girls in our family have <laughs> ADHD because we're, we're all the same, very similar. Yeah. And our mom is like this. Yeah. And so I think that we just grew up in this ADHD household and and all like do the same things together. And so that was sort of normal, I guess. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, it it feels like it's so, it's so normalized. Right. Everyone's just like, no, that's just how things work. And we are, and we're always the weird, you know, homeschool kids anyway. So. Right. Exactly. (laughs) 
It's so. just like, no, if you if you just work harder at this. I'm right. just thinking like the only time I can ever accomplish anything is if there's a huge, enormous time crunch mm-hmm. and I'm like hyper fixated on that. Yep. Like, that's how we wrote our book. Yep. That's how I do. That's how I wrote every single thing in college and mm-hmm. in grad school. Yep. It's like. If it's not a crisis, my brain will not focus on it at all. And mm-hmm. the meme that that Claire posted was like, <laughs> was like, um, having undiagnosed ADHD as an adult is like every single day earnestly believing that that'll be the day where you finally get your shit together, and then you wake up and you're thirty. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I'm thirty five, and I'm still like every mm-hmm. single day is the day that I'm finally gonna get my shit together. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> I think yikes. it's definitely something to explore. So yeah. She'll just be like, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's like a lot of stuff wrapped up with that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because a lot of the like inattentive stuff is just perceived as laziness. Right. I think that also having like the fat phobia associated with like living in a larger body since being a child, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things are just all compounded and yeah received as like lazy or not trying yeah and it's easier to be self-deprecating about that and just say oh i'm just a b student i'm right. just a b person than to like actually think about like all of the moments where something could have like been addressed right yes. right anyway mom's mom if you're listening to this this is not your fault <laughs> and i know you're crying <laughs> but i'm not saying any of this to make you sad i'm saying this because there's something about esther's face that makes me feel like i can just weep openly <laughs> it's the cancer mood and rising i'm sorry I know, exactly. i'm sorry you bring this out in people people it's are the like flannel. i should tell this girl all of my feelings <laughs> <laughs> and this has been such a busy week i haven't been able to flail to you yeah we haven't talked in almost two weeks i own um, pretty much so anyway wow some tears unexpected i know i know what the but hell it's man okay. it's okay it's yeah dry. it's a taurus moon so it's okay. i'm just like in my feel well and then also so last week we answered a question about the creation of systems Oh, right, right, right. And then in the Facebook chat, there was like, or the Facebook chat. I will never do one of those group Facebook chats. So help me God. Facebook keeps like push notifying me to do it. I'm like, no, we are not doing a chat. It is so chaotic and terrible. I'm not interested in that at all. Nobody can ever. I mean, I feel like those big group chats, it's just like, no, people get notified and then they get mad at your group, not like Uh mad at the fact that it's exactly. Who uses them successfully? I don't know. I don't know because I'm in one for like my, my community. There's like a pagan Facebook group and they started one and they already had to kick out like three people for inappropriate behavior in the chat. Oh, jeez Louise. Oh, keep it together, and guys. I was just like, yeah, not during this is why Yule. We don't do this. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so in the Facebook group, um, one of our lovely listeners posted some like tips that they use for helping with that sort yes. of thing. And it just kind of like made me realize that like a lot, I think that maybe there's a lot, in general, a lot of neurodivergent people who turn to something like tarot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway. And neurodivergent people find each my... other because yeah. I was Emmett. Uh, for the podcast Emmett, and they had recommended a book. They recommended stickers yeah. on a chart and, and stuff like that. The most crucial thing for me was saying you can create these systems and just expect systems to not be the forever system. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, that's yes, exactly yes. it. Like you yeah. can create a system, and then when that system stops working for you, it isn't because the system failed or because you fucked up. Right. It's because it's time to create a new system. Yeah, because that's what happens with our brains. We're like, we need something to spice it up. We need something new to make it exciting and engaging. Yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, it's all just like living in these human bodies can be so exhausting sometimes. We just have to like exist in the world. It's pretty rude <laughs> if you ask me. Nobody asked for this. And I love existing in the world. I think the no, world is so I, beautiful. And I love interacting with humans. I just I'm keep just going like, back to I just keep going back to is it the is it the stars in the sky or is it my body betraying me? <laughs> <laughs> Like, am I, I having like, these I, hallucinations, like out of body experiences, because of my body, or because yeah, of the stars? or because of the yeah, because of the stars? <laughs> I had like a whole when I I had to pick up a prescription on Saturday, and I had this whole long conversation with the pharmacy tech about like sisters and like birthdays and oh. how Katie just like moved to a city where she didn't know anyone, and then she just had a big party for her like apartment complex the other day that she like planned and invited all these people to, and it was so fun, and I was telling this freaking pharmacy tech that I was so proud of my sister. Uh And she's like, I get it. I love my sister too. It seems great how close you are. And I was like, I know I get teased a lot by a lot of people throughout my entire life for like oversharing to strangers. But Mm -hmm. this, first of all, this woman knew my name because I go to pick up prescriptions so regularly. And she was like, the reason that I felt so comfortable with like talking to her so jokingly is that there was nobody there. Uh-huh. And she said, I remember your name, but what's your birthday? Which made me laugh. Cause I was, I, and I told her like, I would never expect that you remembered my birthday. <laughs> I know, seriously. And I told her my birthday and she goes, actually, I probably will now because that's also my sister's birthday. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I love mid May. I yeah. love a Taurus moment. I think uh-huh. May is a great time to have a birthday because there's nothing else going on. It's like the beginning of spring. So everyone, Everyone's still like stoked. And then we started talking about sisterhood because her sister's birthday is May 20th and my, or her sister's birthday is May 16th, but her birthday is May 20th. So mm-hmm. they're really close. And my sister's birthday is July 5th, which always has sucked for her because the holiday the day before, like totally overshadows it. Like no one's in town as, as a child. Everyone was out of town. Right. As an adult, everyone's like kind of hung over and partied out. Like no one's that interested in like doing another thing on the uh-huh. 5th of July. So we're just like having this great conversation. I felt so like, like in tune with my community. Aww. And I left that experience going. The reason that I talk to strangers is because it reminds me that being a human doesn't always just feel like you're totally losing your mind. Sometimes it feels like really earnest connections with strangers yeah. who are doing their job that they're probably like so, so about because yeah. they get yelled at all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just some lady who's like talking to them about joyful stuff yeah. and like moving on with my day in a bright spot in their day. Because like, honestly, those types of customers are like, you know, you have your yeah, that kind of job is so yeah. draining. Yeah, absolutely. So, Anyway, Yay. dang, girl, we have five questions to get through today, and we, we just spent the first 20 minutes of me just <laughs> weeping at you. No, you're fine. And you're like, I'm having a glass of wine. It's our finale It's our for finale. This We're so joyful, and I'm also and a little I, bit sleepy because I'm, I'm like, 36 Esther, years deal with old, my problems. And I cannot digest <laughs> alcohol as well as I used to be able to. So that's where we're at right now. Oh my God. What a disaster. All right. It's actually my turn to pick a card, but I think that I might need to go blow my nose. Oh, we do okay. That. Okay. Go blow your nose. <laughs> I'll be right. Okay. Okay. Okay.
wrestling with my headphones. Yeah, that was definitely necessary. <laughs> that was fine. Just liquidy. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking the card of the day. And Yay. I'm using... Oh, shit. Mic down. <laughs> mic down. Mic down. <laughs> I hope you cut that. That will deafen people who are listening on headphones. <laughs> people be complaining. <laughs> Holly's mic fell. During yeah. recording. <laughs> we'll get like an unsolicited email that's like, I li- oh God, do you remember that one that we got that was like, I listened to our re-release of a book that we first reviewed like two years ago and the audio could be better. Do you need an engineer? It's like, you guys really overestimate how much. Yeah. How much we how really, much, really invest in this. Taking this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we take it seriously, but also like that's an episode from two years ago. Two years ago. When we had anyway. a completely different setup in life. <laughs> I know. You're like in different rooms with different mics. I guess it's, I saw the same mic, but it used to be on a like arm that broke. Right. I think I had a different. I was at my old apartment then. I think. Oh my goodness. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, <laughs> I can't wait for you to not have to move. I think in like two years you're gonna stay in the same spot for oh, eight years. I will not. Like I do not like moving. <laughs> I like, know. I it, for I am serious when I say that I am like Anne from Arrested Development. Arrested when <laughs> she likes to plant, she likes to plant. <laughs> That's what I do. Like any any time I'm out by myself or in a group of people, I lose my people. Yeah. I don't go wander around. No, I'm planting. I'm planting. I, I love to my favorite lines from all of Arrested Development is way to plant and Exactly. That's <laughs> I felt that in my soul. I was like, thank you for the validation of my personality. That's exactly what we're aiming for. We're planting. I know. All right. I'm using Moon Baby Tarot and Yay. hopefully that didn't deafen anyone. And I <laughs> am pulling the card for the day, which is the Ace of Pentacles. Ooh, I like that. That's some new energy, which is Kind of fun for a all questions episode. And for our last episode of the semester. Nope. Season. That's what the S word is we're looking for. Kind of. I mean, we did organize it by quarter. So we this did. Is like a UC system <laughs> podcast now. Yay. Okay. Wait, I, I should get our outline. Why am I just looking at emails? Have no idea. No, you are because you were trying to distract yourself when I was weeping about having ADHD <laughs> as a child. Diagnosed. Ah! Let's see. Da, 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 da. Drive. That's where I'm going to. See? See? <laughs> Our first question of the episode is from Jen, and she says, I've recently decided to embrace having a nemesis. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm curious now if anyone yeah. has been following Roxanne Gray. Uh, Roxanne Gay talk about hers on Twitter. There's a grudging respect for the person and no intention to do actual harm, but a deeply felt drive to somehow overcome them or see their success fail. (laughs) 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 Okay. I actually have two of them. One whom is a public figure and doesn't know me at all. And the other is someone who does know me and that, and that I now spend time with several times per week. This reminds me of the, of, of the tarot reader who used to have it out for Elon Musk on her Twitter. Oh, I missed that. It was, uh, it was like, she, anyway, it was, that, this, remind, <laughs> this reminds me of that. There's not the same person at all, but it reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's asking, can you draw a card to represent my relationship with each of them? What tools can I harness to my advantage in my nemesis relationships? <laughs> And how can I stay grounded and balanced now that I'm regularly spending time with one of them as well? I just 
really <laughs> this love is delightful. This question, so <laughs> we have entered into our villain era. Our next season yeah. is our villain season. When I was in grad school, Nathan came to visit once, and a guy came up to him in a bar and introduced himself to Nathan <clears> as <throat> my nemesis. I was like, this is a one-sided nemesis relationship. I do not feel like you're my nemesis at all. But he felt like I was his nemesis. But it was, like, good-hearted enough that he felt comfortable with telling my fiancé that (laughs) he was my nemesis. (laughs) And you know what? The only argument that I ever remember getting into him with in class was where both of us were agreeing that collegiate athletes deserved compensation. (laughs) But that was an argument with him? I, he, we got really a little bit antagonistic towards each other during this conversation, but we were in full agreement about it. <laughs> I'm so oh, confused. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, is it a, is it a, a testosterone thing? I don't know. I, he, I wasn't, he wasn't my was nemesis. This, was this I was like his a 10 nemesis. thing I hated about you sort of thing? Like if in another world we would have made a great pair. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> instead of no Shakespeare's idea. about collegiate football rights. Again, Esther, he was not my nemesis. I was his nemesis. I, I know. I just I just have questions <laughs> of his well, was, use of nemesis. Before... <laughs> I know, exactly. Anyway, but that's why I love this question okay. so much. Yes. I also do love Roxanne Gay's idea of nemesis, although I sometimes think she's a little bit dramatic about it because she talks about it so much on Twitter, and I've... it just makes people ask her who her nemesis nemesises are. This is brand new to me. Okay. I oh, have I many it. nemesis and many menace nemesis nemini. Ne- <laughs> Nemesi. Nemini. Well, it's probably one of those things where it's like it ends in an es, so it's actually Greek, not Latin root, and so it is nemesises. <laughs> Esther's googling it. Nemesis. No, it's nemesis. Nemesis, because it's a Greek. It's ending, a Greek word like... root, which is the derivation of nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. So it ends with the es. Nemesis. N e m e s e i s. Oh. Plural. Yeah, I think would still say nemesis. Let me ask. Maybe nemesis. Well, whatever. <laughs> Esther, we need to answer these questions. This is the first of five. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I was listening to myself. All right, I'm going to draw a card for a representation of Jen's stranger nemesis and then okay. Jen's uh, Jen's acquaintance, acquaintance nemesis. nemesis. Okay, okay. Left hand will be the stranger for me. Right hand will be the acquaintance. Huh. Oh, okay. What did you get for Stranger? The Witch. It's like a spiritual... What deck are you using? I'm using the Rosebud Tarot, and the Witch is the replacement for the High Priestess. Okay. And I got the King of Pentacles. So in a relationship, in a nemesis relationship... Yeah, I want to see what you think. You you just started talking and stopped yourself. I, I feel like this person is like a spiritual leader that takes lots of people's money. Ooh, yeah, I like that. And so that's why they're the nemesis. Right. Is right. because they are like taking things from other people unjustly. Yeah, right. Okay. That's that's how that. I see the representing the relationships with yeah. them. I could totally see that. Okay, what did you get for the acquaintance nemesis? Seven of Earth. 
Which, okay. Which is seven of pentacles. And I got the three of cups. It's which a work I was relationship. By. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a work relationship. And maybe they're like within a f- sort of friend group with you. Or like a team, a like team a team at you... work that they work together. But there's a little bit more of an emotional connection, I think. I don't know, because of the cups. Like if it were the three of pentacles, then yeah. absolutely. But the seven of pentacles kind of throws a wrench in that. Yeah. Seven of pentacles and three of cups. Because three of cups is like maybe formerly friends, like a like a slight friends group in at work yeah. or something. Like it's not like they're close friends, but since it's a nemesis, they are in, yeah, like I they're adjacent right to the friends group where you should be celebrating with each other. Maybe something, but like it that. isn't happening that way. There's like a competition of like who gets the the celebratory yeah. feelings. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, there can only be one kind of vibes. Like, one of us is doing better than the other. Yeah. All right, so what tools can we harness? Do you want to... Do you want to... Should we... Let's let's split them apart now and do just stranger for the second two questions, and then just acquaintance for the second two questions. Okay, cool. Okay, so stranger nemesis. What tools can I harness to my advantage in my nemesis relationship? Stranger nemesis. I got the lovers. I got the five of water, which okay. is five of cups. Of course. <laughs> five of cups and the lovers. To your advantage. Know that they're poorer off than you are emotionally. Hmm. You, that they're emotionally lacking. I like that aspect. <laughs> I'm really good at this villain stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think it's because, like, at least for the five of water, there's, like, a something that's missing there. Uh, yeah, totally. Like, the loss component. Yeah, so to, your advantage is that you have more emotion, like, that depth of emotion that they will never have. Right. And that they're lacking. Right. Love lost sort of thing. Yeah. All right. How can you stay grounded and balanced now that you can feel so smug about this stranger nemesis? (laughs) What did you get? I got the Wheel of Fortune. Okay. And I got the Two of Swords. Okay. So I think just watching it and uh-huh. not taking any action is the way with a stranger, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. They're a stranger. Like, just you delight don't know in the wheel turn figure. around and around and Right, around, exactly. Coming back. And you can be there to watch it and like kind of like sit in judgment of it and <laughs> uh-huh. know what's going on, but you don't have to actually do anything. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> just cackle from afar. <laughs> They'll keep nemesising for you mm-hmm. without any engagement on your part. Yeah. But with your acquaintance nemesis, that's probably a different story. What tools can Jen harness to her advantage in her nemesis relationship with her acquaintance?
I got the Page of Cups. Okay. And I got the Eight of Swords. And I pulled another one because I was like, okay, the Eight of Swords. And the uh, Chariot of Fire. Jesus Christ. Knight of Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Knight of Wands. Knight of Wands. And Eight eight of of Swords. Swords. Yeah. That seems interesting because those are sort of like opposed to each other in some ways. Okay. So for the... In this deck, the swords have been replaced by, like, gardening shears. Okay. So, to me, that's kind of like, even though you feel trapped with this person, there's still Uh ways to cut those ties and move on. Okay, okay. Because, to me, that... And then the Knight of Swords would have so much of that moving on. Yeah, that that moving... That that Knight of uh, Wands is, yeah, definitely moving forward into... Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. And I got the Page of Cups, which also feels like sort of turning over a new leaf yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. So I think for the acquaintance nemesis. nemesis, there's some, like, getting over it that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some moving <laughs> on, some cutting off. Ground- yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, be open to, like, new emotional connections while also, like, making more of a advanced decision to keep moving forward. Right, like, right. Like, Knight of Wands. Right, like, Cut through it, mm-hmm. move forward, be open to some like little light emotional connections. Yeah, with the page of cups, and it can even be like surfacey connections because it's a page of cups. So it can right. be it's like not just deep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can just it's focus just, on that. Right, exactly. All right, and how could Jen stay grounded and balanced with this acquaintance nemesis? Okay, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> we need to do more nemesis. <laughs> Ooh, I got the hermit. All right. <laughs> okay. And I got this six of uh, cups. So Okay. <laughs> I feel like with work, it's hermit is kind of the best bet with staying mm-hmm. grounded with a nemesis. I don't know that this is a work relationship because right. that's not what is indicated. But if I guess even just if there's a project that you're working right. on together or whatever, it's just sort of like isolating yourself from the frustrating parts and being open to like isolating your deepest, your deepness, but being accepting of like light social interactions mm-hmm. kind of makes sense to me. In yeah. Terms of staying grounded in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like, I'm getting something from like the six of cups, like where you can appreciate the times you've had in the past, but that's not who you are now. Yeah. Where it's okay, especially with what we, the cards we drew before, like, you can appreciate what they gave you in the past and still move forward and move on. Yeah, exactly. You can also cut all of me crying if you'd like to. <laughs> no, because I, I don't know how much I have not cut up me crying on the podcast before. It's finally your turn. <laughs> what? I cry on the podcast all the time. <laughs> Not, not recently not because recently, you've been crying I've been the one crying the recently. podcast all the time it's, it's your turn and I'm less mad about it than you are because I don't mind crying and you're a little bit mad I'm, that I'm mad on your behalf that you're bad. crying just a little bit <laughs> Esther and I have such diametrically opposed views on crying it like, just I, hurts so much I, I know it does hurt <laughs> and it because it hurts to think about like your it hurt yeah it hurts when I think about little Holly feeling so yeah. frustrated with things she's doing and then being like an adult and still being like, sorry, we never were able to solve any of that for you. You adorable child who was so down on herself about stuff. And also I'm just crying like all the time now. So it's, it's fine. I don't need to cry on the podcast. I blame 
I I mean, there's so much. There's to so much blame, to blame. But winter is just kind of like a, it's okay. Yeah. Things are dying. That's the wheel of the year. And part of like, you know, all of that is that we cry more. And I figured out the solution to I'm getting more and more comfortable with decorating for the Yule system the Yule season without it being like too Christmassy. And I realized that one of the ways to do it is to incorporate a lot more celestial imagery. Oh. So greenery and like stars and moons rather uh-huh. than greenery and like red bows. Right, right. Oh. Even though red bows can still be appropriate. I just think that the celestial imagery is really helping me. Anyway, we do have three more, four more questions. So our second question is from Rowan. um, And Rowan says, before I get going, let me start with a virtual hug. Thank you so much. Now to the tough shit. Okay. My husband and I are in the process of adopting a little human. We've been going through the process for almost 12 months. And just when we were getting, when we, when we get given some positive news or a key date or time scale, something comes along and kicks us down. We know we will ultimately end up with our little one, but the process seems to always get kicked further down the line and we get no communication from social services. It's driving us insane. We know we can't push the process forward and I'm really reluctant to pull cards for myself for fear that I'll misinterpret them as I tend to catastrophize. I tried to pull cards before, but I'm I'm just too close to the epicenter. So what I think we need to figure out is what can we do to stop ourselves going crazy with all the setbacks and lack of communication? I love that Mm -hmm. question. Should we be concerned that the birth parents assessment is being dragged out if you don't feel comfortable pulling for this one? I understand. And any general advice for the situation? Um, Warm hugs, Rowan. All right. So what can you do to stop yourselves from going crazy with all the setbacks and lack of communication, though? That is like a perfect question. What did you get? I got a pair of sixes, so I win. A, ooh, a pair of sixes. Which one? I got the six of wands. Okay. And the six of pentacles. Huh. Yeah. You've already gotten the six of pentacles today. No, I, not oh, no, today. you got the six of pentacles. Seven of pentacles. Seven of pentacles is what I got today. Earlier. But yes. Oh, you got the six of cups earlier. Oh, yeah. Six of cups. Yeah. I'm getting lots of sixes today. What's the... Why? What's going on, Nick? <laughs> What's the plan? You got the six of pentacles and the six of wands. Yep. So there's gonna be like, and victorious. I got the ace of wands. Yeah. There's gonna be victory. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like sit tight, knowing mm-hmm. that the six that, that you you will experience success, mm-hmm. that you'll like be able to have this happen for you. Right. I mean, the nine of cups is always a hard one for me because once I got it in my head that there was an element of smugness to it, I really have a hard time reading oh, uh-huh. the smugness. But there is like the pride and knowing that everything that you could do mm-hmm. to set up for this, you already have yes, done. Yes, right. And then having a six of wands is like, you know, really hopeful and optimistic. Mm-hmm. And the six of pentacles, maybe there's also a tiny component of like, like you've done everything you can to prepare. Yeah. Like I think the six of pentacles and the nine of cups are really interesting comparisons in this setting where there's sort of like this perception of like, like prepared preparedness mm-hmm. and giving. Yeah. Like the combination of being prepared and being giving is mm-hmm. really kind of interesting in this context. Yeah. So then pairing that with the ace of wands and the six of wands is like, you know, there will be, success Mm -hmm. and so the way to not let this make you crazy 
or make you feel like you're totally out of control is to realize that everything that you could control, you have already done. Yeah, yeah. In this deck, the Six of Pentacles is like a older couple planting in a oh, garden. Yeah, exactly. And I like oh, that I like exchange that. where you have done, like Holly said, you've done all you can do in this moment. There is that exchange right. that has happened where you have done everything and all of the preparation it's that you there can do, on done. display like yeah. you're done <laughs> and yeah. now you're sort of just waiting for the harvest to start peeking up out of the ground but you're in that waiting moment that's hard right and you will but be you victorious feel good about the facts that exactly you've everything you can exactly exactly yep okay so should you be concerned that the birth parents assessment is being dragged out i pulled judgment and i got the magician Okay. I don't think that you should be concerned because it has so very, it has literally nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like judgment is kind of like a, this is out of your control Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And then the magician kind of reflects back all of the preparedness that we talked about with the last question. Mm -hmm. So it's like, should you be concerned? I would say not really. No. I mean, it's just sort of that thing where it's like, these are processes that will happen and everything you can control, you already have. Yeah. I mean, we know that you're going to still be concerned. Even if we tell you, yeah. don't be concerned. You're fine. Right, you're still going to exactly. be concerned. But from the cards that we've pulled, which are both majors yeah. as well, like this major life change that's going on is currently out of your control. And to me, it's not has nothing to do with the birth parents assessment. It's right. It has to do with the whole entire thing and the process. It's just like a, such a complicated situation. Yeah. And if whatever country you're from, Rowan, or is anything like the U.S., administrative functions slow to such a freaking halt during the holiday season, like the winter holiday season, mm-hmm. that that is probably also contributing to some of the stressors and anxieties about it. Yep. Because everything just moves more slowly. And especially if you're in the U.K., there's the mail strike, so. Ugh. Seriously. And I think that there, yeah, there's just strikes going on all over the place. Go mm-hmm. labor. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, I, we're having experiencing a strike where my day job is uh, for all of the TAs, all the UCs are. Mm-hmm. and our Reddit page, our campus Reddit page is like just nuts. <laughs> nuts. It's like a lot of undergrads being like, I'm kind of scared that I'm not going to pass this prerequisite that I need for my major. And then upperclassmen who are more evolved in their understanding of labor rights oh, right, and uh-huh. movements and grad students who are striking are like, it's a strike. It's supposed to be hard. And they're just like <laughs> shouting down these 18 year olds about how they're wrong to be concerned. And I'm just like, oh my God. I don't know. Oh, I don't geez. know. All, yeah. of on Reddit. Oh, All of it's on Reddit. All of it's on Reddit. Just like, well, better this than complaining about academic advisors, I guess. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break from questions to do some Patreon shout outs, which we haven't done for literally weeks and weeks and weeks. So we have quite a few, which we appreciate. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And also our announcement, which is we're about to go on hiatus. We'll be back in February. We already have some stuff lined up that we're excited about. Um, So we'll do an announcement like, you know, two weeks ahead of time so you can submit your questions and all of that stuff. But we are so excited to test out our new model. I love having a structured hiatus. I think the key word is structured. Yes. This is not an indeterminate hiatus. This is a we will be back in February. Yes, we will. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You cannot get rid of us if you tried. No, we like doing this too much. Just not going to happen. 
All right, so I'll start our Patreon shoutouts with Patrick. Patrick. Um, Patrick, your card is, let's see, the Ace of Cups. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Mama Song, your card is death. Love it. Caitlin, your card is the Seven of Pentacles. And Nancy, your card is the star. Look at me pulling all these matrices so far. Amy, your card is the Seven of Cups. Good luck with that choice. Ugh, all my cards fall apart because there's we've got so many patrons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And Annie, your card is the Seven of Fire, which is Seven of Wands. So good luck with that. Going, what's going on there? <laughs> Michelle, your card is the Eight of Wands. And last but very certainly not least, Anna. Your card is the Nine of Water, the Knight of Cups. So, oh, I love it. Thank you for your support on Patreon, pal. Yeah. Like we've alluded to and mentioned on previous episodes, we are going to a non-paid Patreon model because we're not smart enough to handle taxes. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to still be putting stuff on Patreon, mm-hmm. but it won't be for charge. So if you want to follow us there, you do need a Patreon account. So yes. You don't have to back us at any specific level you can just hit the follow button Mm -hmm. and then all of the content that we put up there from here on out will be added to your patreon feed yep um because we're not restricting it by amount of dollars anymore yes and we'll keep updating you as we figure out exactly how that'll work but yeah um, we really appreciate you backing us there or not backing us there yeah following us along there also (laughs) love it so much You're next. Oh, yeah, that's me. I was like, okay. From Katie. Hi, Holly and Esther. Thank you for another amazing season, even if my bank account is not happy with the enabling. Ha, ha, ha. Lately, I've been feeling disheartened in my career. One of my songs has done really well. Over 60,000 streams on Spotify. I beat my monthly listener goal by seven times. But everything else is slowly, is slow growing. And the more I learn from successful musicians, they're doing courses or other endeavors. I'm starting to get discouraged that I can make this a viable career. Plus, my Patreon isn't really growing because I'm not posting about it much because I'm just so behind posting anything. My last couple of songs didn't get much promotion because I was so behind with producing and posting content. And now I'm launching a podcast and I'm worried that this is yet another thing I'm adding to my plate that will fail, that will fall so hopelessly behind. I'm trying to feel grateful for how well my song Life Sent On did. But I'm worried it was one a one-hit wonder and that I'll never top this. It's frustrating to feel like I'm always working and it's not going anywhere. How can I feel encouraged? How can I offer myself more grace? And what am I missing? Is there another avenue to explore? Or is there any other questions you think that's more relevant? I'm trying to make this a business and would love to make enough to at least support the things I want to do in music. But I don't know. Maybe it's time to think of it more as a hobby. I'm forever grateful for your insight, support, and love. You two are the best. Well, thank you, Katie. Let's find her Instagram because we both follow her. Yeah, I follow her on YouTube, too. So I'll link the songs in the show notes so you can follow her on YouTube. Yeah. And probably Spotify link because I do have Spotify now. Oh, really? Spotify finally came to Korea. Look at us. Oh, really? (laughs) Now you can do a wrapped situation. So it's Katie Shesko and she is Katie Shesko Flute on Instagram. Yeah. And she's really fantastic. One of our sweet listeners yeah we really love katie yeah 
And also, she's very, very talented. Yeah, she is. So we'll start out by giving you a little plug. Lip. I don't know if it'll help, but yeah. we'll do it. Yes. And boy, oh boy, do I recognize the feeling of being like, I could be doing so much more to promote this thing, <laughs> and my brain won't let me. Yeah. I think we've all experienced that. Yeah. On this pod, on this here podcast. On this here podcast. <laughs> All right. So what do we want to start with? How can she feel encouraged? Let's see. Or do we want to start by saying what's going on with this career? The phrasing, how can I feel encouraged? I don't like it. Okay. So I feel like we need to rephrase it. Okay. Where can I draw encouragement maybe? Yeah. Because, like, how can I feel encouraged? Well, you know. Feel, feel it. it. Yeah. You know, like. So what can I do to, to be more encouraged? I like yours or more. Or what did where I say? Where can I draw can from I, okay, to feel I, encouragement? It's like, what did I say two seconds ago? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are doing our best. We are doing our best. So, yeah, where can I draw, like, where can I draw encouragement from? Where can from? I draw encouragement from? Yeah, I think that that's probably okay. the best bet. Okay. All right, where can Katie draw encouragement from? What did you get? I got the tower. I got the eight of swords again and yeah. the queen of cups. The tower, the eight of swords, and the queen of cups. I feel like drawing encouragement from the fact that you can start all over again and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It feels weird to have that be encouraging, but I guess it is. Because I, I think, like, we always fatalize things like you know like the worst is going to happen and the tower and the eight of swords here to me is like and that's the that's okay to happen like the worst thing's gonna happen it's okay if that happens yeah yeah totally because you have the emotional capability to handle it now if you start from scratch or you know refigure reconstructure things yeah i think the reconfiguring thing is like so clear with the tower mm-hmm. i'm having a hard time breaking from feeling like it's like collapsing right but i think you're totally right that like reconfiguring can be it yeah um so may that kind of made me think of the fact that the other musicians that she knows are kind of like doing classes and workshops and i know we've railed against classes and workshops mm-hmm. in the spiritual community but with the music community it's kind of different because it's like teaching like actual literal skills. actual skills yes. rather than something that you need to spend time becoming intuitive mm-hmm. in right um so there's like kind of a different component of the workshop thing where it's like a little bit less like ah, right red flaggy right. in the music world than it is in the spiritual community yeah yeah so maybe we should draw about like if there's a specific area that could use growth. Like, mm-hmm. is it something that maybe yeah that should be explored? Something for growth and exploration. Yeah. Now 
Now I got the Eight of Swords. Maybe this what is... What did you get? Okay. The, I'm going to say something. Yeah, Maybe me. this has trapped her more than she realizes. Yeah. Because I got the Nine of Swords and the Sun. And I got the Eight of Swords and the Nine of Pentacles. So I feel like putting so much work has made you feel trapped. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than feeling like you can like look towards the brightness, mm -hmm. you feel like you've already sunk so much effort with that nine of pentacles mm -hmm. into this that you're like not able to make any more moves. Right. Right. And you're just terrified of doing anything outside of that sort of like, you're just kind of paralyzed yeah <laughs> essentially and that that sun you haven't you've cut that sun has kind of been lost on the situation because there's like i i'm envisioning it like when the sun is like coming in but you're still such in a dark place the sun can't penetrate that darkness because you're mm -hmm. in that terrified state yeah so that's what you're not able and i to think see the that. symbolism of the eight mm -hmm. of swords makes that so clear yeah. too because it's like it is so dark amongst those those swords. yeah yeah So then, like, I guess what next is the question. Like, yeah. if being open to full restructuring is something that Katie needs to do, then what What would next? next steps? Yeah. What would next steps be? Look like. I'm pulling two. Oh. What did you get? I got the Ace of Pentacles and the Lovers. Okay. Oh, that is nice. And I got the Knight of Cups and the Eight of Cups. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think this might need to be something. I mean, I don't want to have the Eight of Cups overshadow all right. of the other stuff. But I do think there's like a component of sort of like leaving behind expectations mm -hmm. of fulfillment. Like, you know how you joke that the Knight of Cups is like the fuckboy card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like <clears throat> this expectation that this will be the solution to the problem. Yeah. Maybe leave some of that behind yeah. so that you can focus on the lovers and the sun. Yeah, the, no, the Ace the of Pentacles. Yeah. Ace of Pentacles. And th with the Ace of Pentacles in this deck, it's like a little potted plant that a child is sort of planting. And I think there's something new to explore that to for you to focus on a sort of pivot to that and maybe that's part of it is that maybe the podcast like the fear about the podcast is that like you do that and it's yet another thing on your plate but maybe the thing is that you need to focus on yeah or yeah. focus on a, a new project and let some of the other things you have been doing for promo or whatever fall by the wayside and don't beat yourself up about yeah it. just let that stuff yeah. not be part of it anymore. because to me the new project with it coming up with the lovers is more of a like a soul sort of Fulfilling. fulfilling project yeah, yeah absolutely well katie that good luck yeah. i mean i know this is a lot to think about and i think that you're gonna have to continue to like spend time with mm -hmm. it but i do feel like kind of allowing some things to just fall away yeah. is gonna be your best bet Agreed. moving forward yeah yeah don't don't be so hard on yourself about right any of this overall overarching <laughs> message don't be so hard on yourself yeah 
And we love you. Impossible. And we, yeah, we do love you. And good luck. And we'll link all of Katie's awesome music in our show notes so you can go spend some time listening to it. It's like, she's like a fairy that with a flute in the forest. Yeah, it's really cool. It's amazing. It's so cool. All right. Our next question is from Mel. And Mel says, I'll try to keep this brief this time. You all may remember that Mel (laughs) writes very long questions. Love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, we're not actually mad about it. It just makes us laugh. Uh, she said, this one doesn't look short, so I'm sorry. About that. Okay. Last time I, last time I wrote, I was on a hiatus from teaching in the school system, trying to switch to freelance work with adults who want to be creative with music, more music. That's our theme for episode. I kept getting the three of pentacles in my own readings regarding business, which is why I wrote in. If I was going to start my own business, why three of pentacles? Since then, I'm pretty sure I know who the three of pentacles was pointing towards and have now secured myself a space to operate my business out of. The people I split the rent with have been very supportive in allowing me to fill the space with what I need to do my work. And I've been doing marketing interviews with friends and family to see what I can offer that would be of value to others while still in resonance with how I want to work. Yay. At the moment, I'm on the last stretch, trying to, trying to get things out by Christmas so I can market my services as Christmas gifts slash gift certificates. I could then begin actually working at the new year, but I have had the feeling that I was not quite tapped into exactly what I should be offering. Also, I feel the cards have been telling me for a long time to go along with what gives me joy, which is hard when you're still trying to figure out some of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says that some of her background is really similar to yours, Esther. Yeah. In retrospect, the closest I got to that was developing a safe bet business that I could go with, that I could make fun enough, but that's not the same thing as doing what gives me joy. And so I continued second guessing myself and have already once delayed my start date, which should have been in September because I was still so unsure. I've even done a few trial sessions with people and I've gotten really positive feedback and confirmation that I have a good general idea, but I'm still stuck. Yesterday I had an aha moment. The thought of it actually gave me true joy, which would be, which, what, which would take my work into a relatively specific direction that I've been toying with for a while. Something about yesterday finally clicked. Part of me says I shouldn't be worried about the money slash finding immediate residence right now that I just need to get started, especially since I have found the direction that gives me joy But another part of me is worried that if I am working off joy alone, my reputation of being a weirdo might stick with me and I won't be able to turn things around if my work doesn't find resonance. Also, I struggle with the fear of being seen, which is totally weird, I know, but I understand this is normal. Um, I can perform on stage in front of big or small audiences, but the thought of this kind of visibility somehow triggers a complete freeze reflex, even though I truly believe I have something valuable to offer. So my questions are, is my second guessing slash caution a beneficial thing to the moment or at the moment, or do I finally need to take the leap and go for a new year's start with this new direction? What else could be blocking me from moving forward that I'm perhaps not aware of? What steps can I take to combat my fear of visibility? Um, number three is of particular importance as I need to step out there and be visible if I'm going to work as a freelancer. So I think that yes, starting with second guessing, slash caution being a beneficial thing yes agreed yeah i think it kind of needs to be two like well not two i don't know because it's like is is this second guessing caution or is it beneficial yeah right what's the nature of the second guessing yeah just i think that's good what's the nature of the second guessing good yeah way to go easily one Uh, 
the other day Nathan called me Holly. Oh, did he? And I was like, who are you? Really weird. Are you an alien species in <laughs> my husband's body? Really weird. He just has called me Adams for our entire relationship. Mm-hmm. So when he calls me Holly, I'm like, is somebody else in the room? <laughs> and I call you easily because I know you as Holly Adams easily. So I know. Uh, oh, I got the devil. I got the yeah. seven of swords. <laughs> oh, huh. Yeah, I think that the the second guessing is coming from a place of just feeling like a little bit attached to like I don't want to say attached to the drama because I don't think that it's like a dramatic thing. I think it's reasonable, but it's also being attached to something that's really outside of you and your actual needs. I think it's self-preservation. Yeah. Cuz that's to me seven of swords is kind of like a self-preservation sort of action. And the devil will do anything to make sure that they stay upright, kind of. Yeah, that's true. And within the control. Of yeah, the yeah. And, and in control. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if it's about self-preservation, then how do we help? How do we help Mel break through that? Because it's weird to say, like, don't worry about self-preservation. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But how do we break through the resistance? Yeah, I got the Ace of Wands. I got the Ace of Cups. Yeah, so you need <laughs> to, to just do it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Having two aces in a spot like that is like, get to it. To it. Yeah. Like, this is, there's so much starting energy right uh-huh. now. Like, harness that. Uh-huh. So just do it. Go Aim for the January start mm-hmm. date. Just follow through. Don't, just, yeah, don't overthink no. this. Like, you already have a sense of what you want to mm-hmm. do. And the passion so is there. The drive it. is there. The emotional capability is there. And the rushing, yeah. like, that energy pushing you forward is there. So, right. Especially with wands and cups. It's like, those are <laughs> the kind of the only ones you want for something that has to be, that you already have, like, a sense of how uh-huh. you want to do it. You're just worried about yeah. it. Wands and cups are, like, emotionally and actively yep. go. Yeah. This is not saying, like, you need to spend more time creating a plan. Mm-hmm. We need some Ace of Pentacles and Ace of Swords here. That's not no. what you've got at all. You've got the yeah. other two Aces. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are, like, trust the, your gut. The movement Aces is what you got because Ace of Swords and Ace of Pentacles are very sterile, like, non-moving and objects. slow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the Ace of, Yeah. If we got the Knight of Swords, that'd be a different yeah. story. But you got two aces. So this just feels like very pure starting energy yeah. in a really positive way. Yeah. So then how do we help Mel get over her fear of visibility? Fear of visibility. I mean, the fear of visibility is also coming from a self-preservation. Mm-hmm. It's like the tallest sunflower getting cut off or whatever that saying oh, is that yeah. will never get right. Where it's just like there's sort of, especially in like backgrounds like Esther and Mel grew up it's like the people who are standing up above everybody else are the ones who get knocked down first yep so it's just that Aww. but how can we help you get over that oh Esther got something sweet I got something sweet what did you get I got Esther? the three of cups oh is that sweet <laughs> yeah that is sweet and I got the two of swords and that is saying like you already know that you have to get over this mm-hmm. And that, like, it's going to be something that you have to address. Yeah. And there's, like, the stillness with the Two of Swords that you have to break through. Mm-hmm. And the Two of Swords for me always is when you know what the right decision is right. and you know what the right action is. And I think that having the Three of Cups is really beautiful for that. Yeah. Especially since you've already been using community. Yes. 
and figuring out what you want to do. It's like, yeah, people want to support you. Uh-huh, so yeah. you already are visible in some ways yeah. and people want to support you. Yeah. And accept it. And also the community you've built around you is not the community you were raised in either. Exactly. There will definitely may definitely be parts where it may reflect that it may feel that way. But yeah. again, the, the three of water or the three of cups here is reflective of a good, a solid, emotional yeah, healthy loving community. community right exactly so i love that good luck mel yeah, good luck mel love you so much all right and we, this is i love all the music questions yeah yeah and mel posted her christmas tree her very her very low uh energy christmas tree and it's so cute because uh, on what, discord what, oh on discord yeah because yeah, mel is one of our wonderful discord followers. yeah because she was saying that if so, like she sometimes hates that, especially moms feel pressured to perform during Christmas to do decorations. And so they set up a Christmas tree for she and her family for Christmas. And it's basically like, um, like a structure of, of wood with oh, Christmas what lights a great idea. because, and everyone, and every, all the kids love it, you know? And so why put that, your pressure on yourself to perform? Oh yeah. That's cool. Isn't that cool? I love it. That's really cool. It looks really neat and it kind of looks angry. Yeah, it does. Like it's very sticky sort of a, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost looks like like the sign for Oh yeah, uh, the pentagram kind of or the the star. Well, I was thinking the elemental. Oh signs. yeah, 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 yeah. I love it so much. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she even says that she's going to start her video, her business in January. <laughs> still not sure. Yes, you are. All right. So as, sure of, now. as of yesterday at one fifty, <laughs> Mel was still not sure. And now we're just shouting at yes, her. Yes, you are. Do it, Mel. You got this. <laughs> all right. We have one more question, Esther. This is one that we're not actually using reading cards for. And one that if you left in all my crying about my ADHD, I think will show that we are not qualified to answer this question. But Patrick asked. Pa- Patrick, Patrick asked. Patrick anyway. Slash. Stella. Yes. Uh, Patrick has asked questions before about the drag tarot. Oh yes. Um, persona slash reading for other people and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So Patrick says, hello, tarot friends. I just finished the first draft of my book on tarot and now I'm in the editing process. My question is how did you stay motivated to push through the editing phase? deadlines? <laughs> deadlines. <laughs> deadlines. And, and deadlines and not wanting to disappoint our editor. Blackmailing yourself into finishing. That's yeah. what I've had to learn for, to do for myself is blackmailing myself. Same. Yeah. And not even reward. No, stuff. no rewards. Like, not, not even work. like if you do this, you get, Oh X. no, that does not even nope. work. It has to be full blown. Blackmail. Like <laughs> if you don't do this and for me, because I'm such a people pleaser, I never wanted our beautiful, amazing, amazing editor Beth Love her so to much. be like, have to come to bat for me or cover for us. Uh-huh. Like occasionally there'd be like a deadline where, we had to get something in on a Friday, but then no one was working on right. Friday afternoon. So she'd be like, okay, if you can get it to me by Sunday, by afternoon Sunday, or something. Yeah. yeah, that'll be enough time or whatever. And I never, ever, ever, uh-huh. ever wanted to put her in a position <laughs> where she would look bad or like she didn't yeah. have us together yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it is also just like people pleasing. Yeah. And for Patrick's case, if you don't have that relationship, if you're doing this kind of on your own, just knowing that we'll be very yeah. disappointed in you if you don't exactly. edit this and get it out into the world. Also, we will. Don't disappoint us, Patrick. Patrick, we will be disappointed. We have to read this. You, we've already expected to read this and review this on the podcast next yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. So you need to finish exactly. this by July first, twenty twenty three. 
also getting a beta reader too even if you it yeah. may not be a, something that where you can afford an editor right now getting a beta reader who's just there to put eyeballs on it kind of does motivate you because you don't want to disappoint them either right and you want to make sure that they and have I've, everything in line my friend sarah whitney is an excellent romance author and i love i recommend every single one of her books she's so fantastic and every recently like in the last probably i guess it's been a year mm-hmm. She'll often let me read drafts. Oh, yeah. And I love it. Uh-huh. I love giving feedback on drafts. I think that it's really, really fun. I mean, I love storytelling so much, but don't have it in me to write fiction at the moment. But anyway, if you have, it doesn't even have to be like a professional beta right. reader. If you have a friend who has an interest in your topic, mm-hmm. ask people to put their eyes on yeah. it. It's like when our friend Erin like let me read her yeah. book, and then I was like, "Erin, I'm giving this to Esther too because more eyes need to be on yes. this." It's like you just need to. It needs to be not just yours anymore. Right. That will help you yes. with the editing. Process Absolutely. Yeah. Because you want other people to get something out of it, and also there's like a little tiny bit of embarrassment risk. Right. And so you want all of that will put the pressure on you. Yeah. This is like brain hacking. This it, is probably terrible advice. No, but, but it, those it, of us who have the same type yes. of brains that we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, because for me, like, rewards based systems don't work because I'm just going to buy the thing for myself. Why am I going to wait four right. weeks to buy it for myself when I can do it now? That's dumb. Yeah. That's not logical. It just doesn't, it just doesn't actually work. prevent me from buying exactly. the thing. So I'll just buy the thing so and still not accomplish the So blackmailing myself into being yeah. like, if you don't get this done, then either someone would be disappointed or you won't be able yeah. to do this thing that you need to do the next day. Right. Something like that. I hate calling it blackmailing myself, but that's really what I've had to start doing. <laughs> to get yeah. Stuff done. And I, I mean, we've talked about it a million times, like having deadlines and was the only way that that book happened. And you know what? In the two years since we wrote that book, well, have we, written anything we else? haven't had deadlines nope. and we haven't written anything else. <laughs> I, exactly. I got asked tonight because we had a, a supper club and we have a new person in the supper club. And she, and I showed my oh, book fun. and she was like, Oh my gosh, are you, are you in the middle of writing anything else? I was like, Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> There are no deadlines. No, without the pressure of a deadline. It's just not, I don't know how authors do no. it. Not yet. I mean, once you like get started and have contract obligations yeah. to fulfill, I get that yeah. because then there's deadlines. But if you're just on your own, it's like, is it fear <laughs> that gets you to write books? Exactly. Like, uh, can I scare myself into finishing one of the plot bunnies that I got in my brain? Yeah. It's just hanging out there. It's amazing. And we know that there are going to be so many cool books coming out next year uh-huh. because we got a message from Charlie Burgess from yes. Fifth Spirit Tarot that they have a book coming out next uh-huh. year too. And we're so excited to chat about that. And Patrick, we want to talk to you about your yeah. book too. Like let's talk about tarot books, but you have, so I'm going to be your Beth <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm really excited to read this and I would love it if you would send it to me. Yeah. And soon people so that we can look in the, the Wally Tarot Facebook group, I'm sure people would volunteer to be a beta reader for you. Cause we have people in there who are professional editors as well. They might not, they may volunteer, not volunteer, but they can at least get you on the right path. But they path. can also, like, guide you to certain things. And and they may be yeah. like, hey, I want to read it because I like tarot. You don't you yeah, never exactly. know until you ask. Exactly. It's worth a shot. Exactly. And our community is really, really loving. So I think that you have a good shot you with do. us. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's our show. We did it. Y'all, we are off till February. Yay. We are going to rest and relax and recuperate and hopefully have no more dog, dog emergencies. <laughs> Please. Not one single more dog no. emergency. Our Esther. bank accounts cannot take it. Our bank accounts yeah, cannot. Yeah, exactly. Take it. No more dog emergencies. 
You can find all of our contact information, including a form with which to submit questions on our website, which is wildlytarot.com. If you submit a question right now, we won't be answering it until February. So if you want to wait, that's fine. You can just mark it as like not important or whatever. And we'll get to it when we get back from hiatus. Yeah. And and tell your friends about us. Rate and review us on Spotify, on the Apples, on the Indies, on yeah. a- Amazons. How fun is it going to be that while we're on hiatus, if anyone finds out about the podcast, the first episode they'll listen to will include 15 minutes of me crying about my brain. <laughs> If you've gotten this far, congratulations! Give us five stars for crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And as uh, we've mentioned like four billion times this episode, join us on our Discord server. And we have yeah, it's great. We have merch on Red Bubble that are like coffee things and certificates that. Oh yeah, our terror certificate. certificate of bullshit. Wool certificate. Yeah, wool certificate. You certificate. Certificate. Certify. Cert- certify. <laughs> certify. Thank you, Esther. <laughs> I was just trying to change the emphasis, yes. like that was going to yes. help. We'll certify that you are a great tarot yeah, reader. Yeah. You just have to just, just go on to our red just bubble. Just buy the red bubble thing, and yeah, all the exactly. links for stuff is in our show notes, including like Katie's YouTube channel and Spotify links. So go check it out. Yeah. There. And remember, go forth and tear wildly this winter. We love we'll you. We'll miss you. We'll be back. Happy Yule. Happy Solstice. Happy, happy New Yule. Year. Happy Chusak. Yeah. Nope, Chusak was in the autumn time. It's that so lol for the months ago. February. So. <laughs> Yay, Yay, we, we love, love you. you.